This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, good morning. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We got Miss Holly Roberts with us for hour one. Ho row. Yeah, what about what... that? Has anyone ever done that? No. Ho row, H O from Holly, and then the R O from Roberts. Yeah, we're not going to do that. All right. <laughs> But you tried. I feel that that's, that's nice. Friends and I in, in school, we were like, what if we could create our own nicknames? And so we determined uh, what would happen if you took the first two letters of your first, middle, and last name. So our, our one friend, Breon, he was, he had Breon Anthony Chambers. And it was like, oh my gosh, Branch. That's awesome. Then there was Thomas Sean Robinson. Toshro. We were like, that plays well. Then it gets to me, howdy doody. Guess what? Stiglapa. <laughs> Is that a dinosaur? <laughs> if you ask Donna. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway. So like Cobra. Like what? Cobra. Yeah, yes. Colleen yes. um, and Bradley. Uh, so yours, what's, what's your middle name? Do you care to say? Or? Uh, Lynn. Okay. So yours would be Dolive. Dolive. Doliva. Doliva. I'm going to go. Or Dova. If it's just the first, like we did with Horo over there. Hey, Holly. Yes. While we're starting the show on nicknames, like our boss... Asks us to do. Start with your best nickname fodder, she always says. Yesterday, never. We, uh, Mike, you know, we have a thing where anytime we start working with someone, we really feel as a term of endearment, we want to nickname people yeah. very badly. It's like, you know, our softball team. Everyone gets a nickname. <laughs> That's exactly like right. Shibes. Yes, Shibes, B and C, and the whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> what we came up with for, uh, for producer Mike, we went through a lot of things. Uh, meathead, meatball, because of how round his head is. Cue ball. Cue ball, things like that. Stuff that was, and then Donna Really going to go, outside of the box there. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we didn't say they're always creative. What about Mike on the mic? <laughs> Mike on the mic. Uh, there were some that uh, you, we didn't, that I had to shut down off air with yeah. you, where I was like, ooh, those those lean not oh, great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but then we came up with yesterday, Mike's a pretty good guy, right? Everybody's like, oh, Mike, he's so nice. Oh, yeah. Mike the Mensch. Mm-hmm. Mike the Mensch. Mike yeah. the Mensch on Mike. the radio. Okay. okay. I mean, Before he, you know it, we'll be calling him the Mensch. Yes. Then we'll be calling him Menchie. And Mensch in the morning. This guy, <laughs> this is, we have created him. We want to say that with respect, but we do feel like in the same way that we created DJ Rock Lobster, we feel like we really stumbled into something with Oh, yeah, we had the perpetrator. We had Chili Dog. Chili Dog. Who's Chili Dog? Chili that Dog was, was Rachel. That was Rachel oh, yeah. because she was very chill. And so we, Ray Chill. And, and then, then we that went morphed chili into Chili Dog. Yeah. And then she left the station. <laughs> and then she left? Yeah. Coincidence? She, yeah. I think not. Where's Ryan? Oh. Maybe he didn't like the nickname. That could be the perpetrator. 
Yeah, I yeah, can understand why can you might not like scar. that. Anyway, that's not why you called. Uh, some of the headlines uh, this morning, Jeremy Renner posted a selfie from his hospital bed. That was good to see. Even though it was yeah. not a you know, great photo, he's obviously injured. It was just good to see. When you hear critical condition, you you don't know what state right. the person's in. Right. And he just put a note, said, thank you all. Uh, thank you all for your kind words. I'm messed up, too, too messed up to type. Uh, but I send love to you all. So that's good. Um, and we learned a little bit more, too, about what happened there. Yeah. He was operating this really big 14,000-pound snow groomer. It's called a piston bully. And he was trying to help a family member whose car had gotten stuck on this private road out near his residence in uh, up in the Tahoe area. And after uh, getting the car unstuck, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, then hops out of it and uh, the the snow groomer that is thinking that it was in park, but then it started rolling, and he tried to jump back into it, but he fell and got run over. Oh my gosh! Neighbors brought towels. They rendered first aid until help could arrive. Uh, there was not a doctor who was present, as some previous reports had claimed. Right. Not clear at this point if that was a mechanical issue that caused the accident or if Jeremy had failed to put the machine in park before jumping out but one of the things that we learned was that he had uh, suffered blunt chest trauma and so gosh and some leg injury so uh it was good to see that he was even in a state of mind to take a selfie you yeah know? i mean yeah. His, his his face is really banged up i think um, that puts people at ease quite a bit i think so too so uh there's the update on that then we have damar hamlin uh still in critical condition uh, after he collapsed on the field mon- uh, during Monday night's game and was revived by medical personnel. So he is in intensive care at the University of Cincinnati now Medical the, Center. But there's a positive turn yeah. there, too, you know, uh, you know, with the context of everything being considered. When he got there, uh, according to his uncle, um, who was talking yesterday, he needed 100% oxygen. You know, he was intubated and just needed all the oxygen. So now, as of last night, when his uncle outside of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center started doing interviews for different outlets, said that uh, DeMar Hamlin's condition has improved to the point where he was only needing 50% of okay. the oxygen from okay. the ventilator, which was positive. Um, and he, he added, quote, I'm thankful that he's still here, he's still alive, and he's still fighting. We're just taking it day by day and continue to let the medical staff do what they do. Um, his <sighs> his GoFundMe for his toy drive. Demar Hamlin had a toy drive that was for kids in need in Pittsburgh, and he had set um, you know a relatively modest goal of twenty five hundred dollars that he wanted to um, raise to provide toys for these kids. Um, it's now at six point one million dollars. <gasps> Oh, my so, gosh. So what's really cool is, and you can donate really easily. Um, I donated $25. You have a, let me oh, tell you how many wow. people have donated. 204,000 people Wow, have donated. But somebody said on Twitter yesterday, and I, I really think everybody agrees with this, is how, how desperately they are hoping for this reality that DeMar Hamlin, A, survives, and B, that he can wake up to find out about not only the flood of support that he's received and his family have received just emotionally uh, through various sports organizations, millions of people uh, all throughout the country and worldwide for that matter, but also for him to be able and well enough to hear the news that, oh, and you know the toy drive? 
there are, there's over six million dollars. Oh, he said again, the goal that was twenty five hundred dollars. So, that's insane. So just really hoping for good things. The the thing that is uh, has people nervous is if CPR was being administered for nine minutes, then there is a lack of oxygen going to the brain, which as the minutes go on, the the likelihood of there being some sort of brain damage mm-hmm. increases. Right. And so one thing that we did learn from his uncle yesterday, um, we're speaking of DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player who had cardiac arrest on the field on Monday night, is that according to his uncle, he was revived. He was resuscitated on the field. Um, they had put him on a stretcher, went to put him in, and then he like had no pulse. So then they have to start doing chest compressions there. But was also needed to be resuscitated again at the hospital. Oh, god! And so... Um, I think he still obviously is very, very much in the woods, but just the oxygen going from 100% to 50% need on the ventilator mm-hmm. is really the only positive sign that we have at this Do point. Do we know, did he have a heart attack? Was that... It was officially saying? cardiac arrest, which is different from a traditional heart attack, I guess. And you have to understand, I'm I don't need no to convince you. I am no doctor. I've just read a couple of articles. But a heart attack has to do with like arteries closing cardiac arrest in this case in particular what they are thinking happened or the medical community online seems to think happened is this um interruption to your heart rhythm based on the blunt trauma that happened in his chest at the precise wrong millisecond moment which can then throw your heart out of rhythm and what's really scary about that is a heart attack you know somebody's clutching a heart attack and they're like okay i think i'm having a heart attack whereas this is it gets out of rhythm and it's Boom, you go down, the lights go out, you're unconscious, and your heart stops. And it's just, which is why so many people, I know you're CPR certified, so many people are now talking about the importance of learning CPR. And someone on Twitter even said, here's a 90-second video from a doctor explaining, if you're not going to go to a class, watch this Mm 90-second video. And they were talking about how you need to start those chest compressions, and you go, you call for help. Do the chest compressions yes. and you keep going. And then they even talked about how to put an AED on mm-hmm. um, if there is one nearby. And they all have directions yep. on the back. Place it here. Place it here. I think they here. even speak. I think they the directions do, yeah. talk to you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, wishing him well. And of much less uh, concern, we have a second day of a snowstorm. Kids are off school for the second day in a row, at least in my neck of the woods, which yeah. means Christmas vacation forever. Forever! Yay! I left before my kids even got up. We turned all the alarms off, and then it was like, they're just going to wake up and be like, why didn't you wake me, Mom? And then she's going to hit them with the best news they'll hear all day. Yep. All right. Good. Good. Everybody be careful out there if you're driving. Have fun if you're kids. And uh, when we come back, you had an incredible last-minute experience on Christmas Eve at a game, yes. right? Uh, plans changed. We were going to go to, uh, you know, uh, Christmas Eve service. And then somebody sneaked an idea toward me, and it turned into a really, really special memory. I'll explain that when we return. It's the Don and Steve experience on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. I just shared a vulnerable moment with Steve, and we will be taking your vulnerable moments today, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, the dumb thing you thought, <laughs> maybe the dumb thing you said and didn't realize it was dumb until after you said it. Donna's is pretty strong. It's pretty epic. It's a pretty strong contender. Now, Donna, I'm just going to say this out loud, okay, just so that you know this. Okay. This we should definitely not talk about on air, but I have already put in <laughs> what we were going to talk about at 10 o'clock. 
mm-hmm. into tomorrow's beat. Okay. Okay. It's there as a placeholder. Just want you to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Are we just doing yeah. show also, meetings on the Look at your okay. third email down. No, oh. I'm kidding. By the way, so many emails that came in yesterday. Thank you to all of you who did email us. Donna asked toward the end of the show out loud, should we even do What's the Soup anymore? And I said, listen, the people love it, but let's have them prove it. We need to get at least five emails during the three-minute commercial break that we went to. We went to that three-minute commercial break. We came back and we have 34 emails. And let me explain to you, of the 34, at least on my count, there were exactly zero that said, get rid of it. Everybody said, keep it. Some, frankly, there was an alarming amount of people that said, you don't get that I need this. I know. How about the person who said, I love how annoyed Brian is when you call him. Please keep this bit oddly. I need to know. Somebody else said, "It's for me, it's waiting to see if he'll pick up. I just need to be a part of the phone ringing and to see will he pick up so or won't weird. he pick up. You guys are such weirdos. You do, are. Do it, folks know the secret of Wednesday? They do. Yes. Okay. But, and we still call on Wednesday, and we know darn well it's going to be chilly. So we ask, what's for lunch? Yeah, and then so we switch to the entree, and then if we feel frisky, we'll say, what are you doing chili for? Nobody likes chili, and he'll say, everybody likes chili. And we'll say, we got to go. <laughs> More or less. Uh, but that comes up today at 11.45. Uh, 10 o'clock, my vulnerable moment. But you can email us now, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com if you know or would care to admit Something that you sort of felt like adult whenever you realized, oh. Should I just tell mine right now to give an example? Sure. So I don't think this anymore, but there was a time. How long ago? I don't know. A few years ago. That when you go to get your tires rotated, (laughs) I didn't realize they moved the tires from the back to the front. And I didn't realize they were literally taking the tires off and placing them elsewhere. On your vehicle. I thought they were just spinning the tires. So, so to be clear, <laughs> Rotating Holly, them. you know how, like, how by that definition, our tires rotate when we drive, like they spin? Correct. Donna thought they got that sun biatch <laughs> up on a jack and then said, Hey, Hal, can you come rotate these? And Hal, with two hands, like he was on The Price is Right. Right. <laughs> Rotated the tires. Big money. Just Big money. money. And then they put it back down and they said, here you go, ma'am. We've rotated your tires as you will the whole way home. <laughs> so if you have a vulnerable moment that you realize something within the mm-hmm. last few years of like, oh, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. You, it could be a saying. It could be a lyric, whatever. Don and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Um, it was Christmas Eve. The Christmas Eve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Eve tradition at, uh, at our house is, uh, we, we all go to my parents' house in Pennsylvania, is to go to Christmas Eve service. Like midnight mass? Used to be midnight well, mass. Used to start at like 1030 and it would end at midnight. Okay. Um, and now, you know, everybody's gotten, you know, older and yeah. lazier. And so now it starts at uh, 830. Nice. So, uh, you know, we're, we're big Steelers fans. We're from Pittsburgh. The Vikings are our NFC team. Okay, don't email me. But we're first and foremost Pittsburgh Steelers sure. fans. My son, in particular, he's 10, has really gotten into the Steelers. So we found that McGovern's. Remember I told you recently, the Steelers yes. bar downtown in St. Yes. Paul, West St. Paul, I think, whatever. Um, and we've been going there for a few games, and it's been very fun, a really festive environment. I started looking at the schedule. I was like, man, the Steelers play when we're in Pittsburgh, but they play on Christmas Eve, and you know that's we don't want to mess with sure. the, the tradition of it. So then we're sitting in the living room. My brother-in-law, Dave, says, hey, did you see... One of my sister's friends, a friend of ours growing up, she's offering two tickets to tonight's Steelers game. He said, why don't you just see if you can get those and blow Grayson's mind? So then I email her and I, or text her. I say, how much and how many do you have? She said, two tickets and they're free. I was like, oh what? boy, what do I do here? You take them and run. I go down and talk to my mom. I say, hey, Jenny's offering tickets. It feels like I could really blow Grayson's mind. Would it? Would I be disrupting the, the the flow of the evening too much if I did that? And she said, uh, "No, you 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 can go and do that." She said, "I'll feel bad for Trey, my nephew, who's also a Steelers oh, fan." Oh no! I go up and say to Dave, "Hey, she gave me the blessing. She felt bad for Trey. Do you want to see if there are other tickets that are out there?" Turns out, since it was the coldest Pittsburgh Steelers home game since 1989, 32 years, 33, the tickets that he got were only seven dollars and fifty cents a piece. Taxes included. Ticketmaster fees included. What? So, How the much? four of us go down $7.50. $7.00. The four of us go, it's freezing. It is freezing. I mean, just so, it was like roughly zero degrees. You know, it was the windshield was just bitter. Were you next to one another? We were all next to one another. There, there were only about 25,000 people who showed up to the game because of the fact that it was Christmas Eve and god-awful weather. Right. It was so cold. We end up being able to talk our way down from the top seats. We were at the top of the stadium to the first bowl of the stadium. We get to these really good seats near an end zone that ends up becoming the end zone that the Steelers are coming toward Perfect. in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. And the Steelers are losing the whole game. There is a 50th anniversary celebration of Franco Harris's immaculate reception yes. versus the Raiders that happened all these years ago. He sadly died a few I days know, before it's that. so sad. His wife and son were there. We got to see them come out of the tunnel. Old classic Steelers like Mean Joe Green right from underneath us. I was like, guys, this is incredible. And then we're in the end zone. We're losing the whole game. We're, but they're coming toward us in the fourth quarter with two minutes left, a two-minute drill. Can our rookie quarterback score a comeback? Long story short, with 40 seconds to go, the game-winning touchdown happens right there. We lose our minds. And then we go to the NFL Network post-game show after where only about 25 people went to hang out. Because, again, it was so cold. Grayson's favorite player, Najee Harris, the running back, comes out, gets interviewed, and then afterward we yell, Najee, we're from Minnesota. He comes over, meets Grayson, signs his terrible oh towel, God. and we call it a night. It was such a cool oh, memory. It was so awesome. much fun, and it was so bleeping cold. And he'll remember that every Christmas. Forever. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's sweet, Steve. All right, I gotta go. Uh, no, don't go. All I right. want to tell you about a new series that I started watching on Hulu when we come right back. 
Hey, we're back. <laughs> Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I just showed you the video that it's I posted great. on Instagram of the Steelers experience. If you want to see the, the so Christmas Eve game that I was describing, um, the Steve Patterson on Instagram or Facebook, you can find it there. And then smash that like button. Nice. Thanks, man. Donna. I know, right? I'm learning. Um, Holly, have you checked out Welcome to Chippendales? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have. I just... <laughs> you, already lost, you already lost some it's, wind in this story. I really... Well, I just wanted to know if I had someone, you know, to bounce off of. But, um... So I just started this. This is, um... Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Is in this. Um... Oh, who He's else is... He's all buff in it, too, probably, right? Not really, actually. Oh, a little dad body. He he's not a Chippendale dancer. Okay, he All is right. the founder of the Chippendales. Uh, Juliet Lewis is in this. You know who else is in this? The guy uh, from White Lotus who played in, in season one. He was the manager, the hotel manager, Murray Bartlett. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he's so cute. I didn't realize he was like a good looking guy. He's he kind of has like a Brad one, Pitt right? look to him. Yes. Because I've watched episode one of season one of You White should Lose. watch all of it, actually. Oh. Just do it. Okay. Anyway. So um it's really interesting. There are there are mm, there are people involved in this that I didn't realize were involved in it. There's a, a woman named Dorothy Stratton who was a playmate and she ended up being murdered by her husband, who was sleazeball. And he had some kind of tie-in to the origins of Chippendales. And anyway, I just, it's really, it's a really interesting story. Part of it reminds me a little bit of Glow. Sure, yes, the glamorous ladies of wrestling, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Um, And that whole series. Sure. But it's, it's also very dark. So it's just all about this guy uh, who his name is Soman Banerjee and he's an Indian American. He basically invented this male dance review. Uh, He's from Mumbai originally. Um, And what happens is this guy uses his savings from working at a gas station to open a, of all things, a backgammon club. And when that fails, he tries all these gimmicks like mud wrestling and stuff like that to get people to come to this nightclub before coming up with the concept of male exotic dancers. And um, it's just an interesting look at how that blew up into such a huge brand. And it's also interesting to this is takes place in the 80s and it's uh so it's a look at that time it's like how racism played a role you're looking at role reverses of the sexes uh it's an examination of greed uh i think murder is about to come to the story i'm only five episodes in how many total are there i think there's eight okay think yeah that sounds right but it's it's really it's really good some critics are calling that guy he plays nick denoya who is a core uh choreographer some are saying that he what's his name again holly the murray bartlett murray bartlett that he is the star what do you want murray this murray 
I'll give you the you moon. The moon. Murray, you want my moon? <laughs> I'll moon you, Murray. Anyway, it's very good. You know, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not the best show out there, but if you want an interesting look at how this came to be, because I never saw the documentary. I believe there was a documentary on uh, Chippendales, but I never saw it. And so this is kind of wetting my whistle. If you are like me and when you hear Chippendale, you're thinking of the Rescue Rangers, the chipmunks, (laughs) Chip and And Dale. Dale. Uh I then looked up because as you were talking, I thought, how did Chippendale get Chippendales, the dancers, get their name? Oh. Did they steal it from Chip and Dale? No, actually, it came from the 18th century British cabinet maker, Thomas Chippendale. And it turns out that that's Steve Banerjee. 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 Um, he named it after the classic Chippendales style furniture that adorned the club where the guys first performed. That's sort of interesting. Right. That'd be like that's his favorite, you know. Had they first performed maker. in a commercial kitchen, they'd be like stainless steel, right? Which is a better name, probably for like a male dance. Crew. Oh, you're probably right. You know, you're probably right. Anyway, Here it's comes. on Hulu. If you want to check it out, I, ladies, I'm get on it. your feet for stainless steel. <laughs> that's better than Chippendales. I like Chippendales. Could I buy Chippendales furniture today? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck is it though still? Uh, I think it's just like it, it it's like desks, I think. It's right? a style of furniture. It's, it's very style. ornate. Okay. Yes. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen this. Oh my gosh. I have I'm seen picturing wood. Furniture. Oh yeah. Look at the Davenport. I think my grandparents Davenport. had a Chippendale's <laughs> dining set. It, it is very with pretty. that lion claw bottom. Yeah. No oh, boy. Yeah. Oh my god. Was my did my pap? Dance for Chippendales? Oh, my God. It is very pretty, actually. It's very pretty stuff. Anyway, that's it. What are you watching? Um, I watched episode one of Wednesday. What'd you think? I thought it was good, not great. Mm-hmm. And then I turned to Lou and I said, you know, I wanted there to be a little more, uh, like, mystery. Like, oh, what's going to happen next? What? And then she rattled off, like, four things. You ever watch television with someone, not get totally what you're watching, and then you try to sort of poke fun at it, and they're essentially saying, you imbecile, did you miss this part, or what about this, or this at the end that makes us wonder about this? So I, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. It's a, It's kind of got like a Harry Potter feel to it, because, you know, you're dealing with a school. Sure, yes. And kids who are like you, mm-hmm. the misfits. Misfits, right. You know, and there's magic. There's magic. She's, uh, and Wednesday has a very, you know, dark, dry, straight faced, obviously, side to her. But it was, uh, it was, it was well done. But for me, I would give that first episode like a seven. Whereas it sounds like Lou might be more like an eight and a half or nine. I'm with you. Oh, did you watch episode one? Oh, yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. The whole series? No, I only watched episode one. Episode one. And I, I thought there were some really scary parts to it too. Yeah, there like were, in the woods, there's yes, like this demon type thing that I was like, okay, that's like taking it a step too far. Like, let's keep it like kid friendly. Yeah, we felt like we made a good choice by not having the kids right watch it. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, we're we're going to continue to watch it, but it just didn't grab me a ton. I'll say this: one episode in, I'm not yet seeing how it basically set a Netflix record 
for oh the minutes watched right of it. You know what I mean? Because for me, a bingeable show is when it ends with oh shoot, what's going to happen next? But then again, Lou argued immediately like there was that that did happen in the final act. I just didn't. You're going to have to talk to me off the air. I don't like. I that. don't remember what happened. This show's for the kids. Wednesday. It's for the kids. Yeah. The kids. Just yeah. like the vampires are yeah. for the kids. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And the Wednesday. So my friend, my friend's daughter loves Wednesday. Okay. And she gets to have that dry, sarcastic, sure. teen girl protagonist. Yes. Sure. And so if you haven't had that in your life... This is a revelation for you. Sure. You're like, yeah. I love Wednesday Adams so much. But when you've already experienced that as an adult, you're like, right. well, yeah, I had my Daria. I had her. <laughs> you know, my Daria. I, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. If you've had that experience in your life already, you probably aren't going to get as emotionally attached to Wednesday okay. as the teens They're are. They're in it. They're in They're it. They're in the thick of it yes. right now. Okay. Yes. That makes sense, Holly. That makes sense. I'll tell you another thing that we're watching right now. Okay. Um, and quite enjoying. And I think when did it okay, so it came out recently. It came out uh on November twenty fifth, <clears throat> my birthday. Matilda the musical on Netflix stars Emma Thompson, who oh. by the way, I had watched like half of it and did not know it was Emma Thompson. In fact, there was a point oh, really? where I was watching Emma Thompson. As the main antagonist. And I actually thought, and shame on me for thinking this, but I thought, wow, this woman has such a specific look that I'm happy that she got this movie, but is she ever going to get any other role? Because it feels like this is a tough, intimidating. I don't know what Matilda looks like. I don't, I'm not familiar with the story. Okay. I know it was on, it was on Broadway, right? It was on Broadway and, um, and now it is, it's a rolled doll book and there is another version of it. There's Matilda with, oh goodness, what was the name? She was such a cute young actress. Oh, Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Mm -hmm. Was Danny DeVito in that? He sure was. And who, who was the, uh, the, the aunt, I guess, or mother or whatever it would be. Rhea Perlman. Rhea, oh my gosh. So Danny and Rhea were in this. Okay. So here's the funny thing about that. I remember watching that maybe five years ago. Oh, wow. So my oldest girl would have been seven at the time. Okay. And we put it on like, oh, let's watch Matilda. And then we remember the beginning of it. Act one, sort of like scene one, act one, just being so like, oh, man, they're, these people are just so rotten that it was like, we don't even, this didn't have enough charm for us to stay in oh. it with a seven-year-old. Now, with a 12, 10, seven, and three-year-old. They've been playing it. The musical numbers are great. The dancing is really great. And there is still that classic Matilda cantankerous name calling bad behavior, but oh. it's offset by this sweetness of Matilda and the storytelling. It's it, it's very well done for our money. The kids are watching it ad nauseum right now after discovering it for the first time a week ago. Ooh. But the songs are great. Have you seen Emma Thompson in it yet? Donna? I'm look I was looking at the transformation of the makeup. Yeah. And wow, yeah, I would have never recognized her. I would have never even seen a glimmer of her inside that makeup. And I heard Lou midway while watching it say, is that? And then she just got down to her phone and started looking at it. And then later she told me, that's Emma Thompson. And I was like, is that 
Right. Wow. And then once and you know, then her, you see like, it. You know, super well endowed. Exactly. Broad shoulders, uh the a really square like football player jaw. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's Emma Thompson. But so, they're they're really it's it's a very fun watch, particularly if you have kids. Matilda on Netflix. So who is Matilda? <laughs> like uh I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A little girl. A neighbor? Oh. No, she's like a girl who is um, looking for a loving home. Who's that mean lady then? That is uh, Mrs. Trunchbull. Who is at the school and really doesn't take crap from anyone. Really, really okay. rules with an iron fist. Where do you watch this? Netflix. Thank you. Okay. All righty then. Look at the time. We got to go. When we come back, uh, apparently you can eat your Christmas tree. Okay. We, <laughs> we will we'll break it break down for down. you. Also, for people like Holly, who got screwed over by Southwest, mm. they're now making an offer. Oh, I can't wait. I'll tell you what they're offering you, Holly. That when we come back on my talk. Justice for the injured. That is the slogan at the law firm of Bradshaw and Bryant. But it's more than that. It is the reason they are lawyers. People need a lawyer who's going to fight for their rights. And Bradshaw and Bryant believe that with their experience and their available resources, their talent, they can achieve justice for their clients. They can give you the best legal representation possible. If you have suffered from a personal injury as a result of an accident, you should contact an attorney as soon as you can. You can get a hold of Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant for a free consultation. He'll take a look at your case. Uh, he assures me it doesn't cost you a thing to meet to discuss your case. And you know what? The attorneys only get paid if there is an actual settlement. That's how that works. For so many years, Mike Bryant has been named a super lawyer and has also been named among Minnesota's top personal injury lawyers by Minnesota Law and Politics. Find him today, Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. Online at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know what they say. If you see something, you, gotta say it. you should say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. See? Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Sorry. Okay. I have a reminder. Before you throw your tree in the garbaggio, you can eat it. What? No. So a while back, there was a book about how you can eat your Christmas tree. And I guess the trend may be picking up steam. <laughs> New reports say that growing numbers of households are eating parts of the tree before throwing them out. Whoops, a daisy. Hmm. Dogs? Are, they, are these people that are doing this? These are people. Okay. 
you could pretty much eat the whole thing, according to the author of the book mm. called How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. There's a book that's been... I just want every author, every aspiring author out there to know. You think you wrote a good book, a story about love lost and then redeemed again. Someone just got a book published on how to eat your Christmas tree. Continue. That is correct. Uh, It features dozens of recipes that you can make using your tree. So... I guess there are growing numbers of eco-conscious households that are eating various parts before throwing them out. And like the needles can be used like rosemary or bay leaves in your soup. Good source of vitamin C. They can also be crushed to flavor gin or vinegar. Ooh, maybe oil, but that would be good. You could also burn it. Wouldn't that smell good? Probably. The wood can be burned. Yeah, you can make pine ash, which you can use as flavoring. You could use it as fertilizer in gardens. You could use it for cleaning the kitchen. I shan't be doing this. What if you accidentally ate your artificial Christmas tree? That would be a problem. All right. Yep. Oh, my cat used to do that. Yeah. Yeah, see, this feels oh, like yeah. a cat yeah. thing. Did it, um, did it jump on the tree, too? Uh, no, it just snacked on it. Then puked it back up. They like to eat plants and just hangy things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> also, throwing up doesn't seem to throw dogs or cats too much. They just throw really up doesn't. and then they run. Yeah, if they I throw up, on. I'm crawling back to my bed. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. I think my dog might throw up too much. Yeah? Just, it's not Like frequent. every day? No, it's not every day. Uh, but, you know, it's easy for it to happen, you know, once every few weeks where it's oh, like, yeah. oh, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm talking to two former oh, sick yeah. dog owners over here. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and cats, are you kidding? Like, oh, yeah. every few days they're puking. Yeah, you got to be you gotta be skillful with that old piece of newspaper or paper towel. Running after Cause, it. Yeah, because they, cause they give you a little pre, uh, pre, pre-show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, at, look at the chops. Yep. You know oh, when yeah. they start looking at the chops, you're like, oh, it's game okay. over. Yeah. Here it goes. Here it goes. Yeah. It's either chase them with that or dye your carpet orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, it's tie-dye. Oh, God. You guys are gross. I I had a cat. Yes, I'm very aware. And it was run over? Not that one. That was Tiger. Tiger was was little. Yeah. That's so sad. Donna wrote a paper about it. He looked at me, meowed twice, and died. That's how she wrote about it at like the age of seven. In second grade, yeah. Oh. Jeez Louise. I'm a very Um, gifted writer back then. mm -hmm. Thanks. I'm done. You know <laughs> that old saying from Southwest Airlines, bags fly free. You know that one, Holly. That's Listen, like their slogan. I've sure do. flown <laughs> Southwest one time in my life, and I did not like it. Okay. Did not enjoy it. I don't, I don't like the way they, they, they like cattle prod you into these sections before you get in the plane. I and struggle with the boarding. And you play groups. musical what do you call that? Musical chairs. chairs? Yeah, yeah, you don't have an assigned seat. That's so on Southwest weird. Airlines. You have an assigned boarding number. Yeah, put me down for a you know like you on that. Yeah, I feel like. By the way, that's funny. This is not. We're not trying to bash Southwest here, but that feels like a change. I I hear very few people that say, "Oh, oh my gosh." You know, one of the reasons I fly Southwest, 
I love not knowing where my seat is. Right. If Southwest came out and said, you know what we're going to do? We're just, you know why they probably couldn't do, you know why they probably do this? It's because it sounds like their computers don't even know how to assign the seat because so many of their travel delay problems came with their outdated operations system that they had in place that internally people at Southwest were going public saying, this has needed to change for 20 years and mm-hmm. they haven't changed it. Right. I wonder if that's why you have A1 through 60. How much easier is it to offer an A? How about this? If someone gets A1, why don't you give them seat 1A? I don't feel like this is too far a leap to go from boarding groups because everybody's getting a, a, a letter and a number. Give me a seat. Did Excuse you me? have any news for Holly that she I probably did. already knows? I did indeed. Southwest is offering uh, 25,000 rapid rewards points per person worth $300 if your uh, flight was impacted during their Christmas week debacle. Here's what they write. Now, Holly, you were impacted, so I'm going to read the words of their CEO, and then you can tell me (laughs) how you would respond to this, okay? Okay. It starts, Dear Valued Southwest customer, Mm. on behalf of Southwest, I want to let you know we're so sorry. That's a good start. You just just eat the apology right there. Our purpose has always been to contact our customers, uh, excuse me, connect our customers to what's important in their lives. In this holiday season... As you made plans with us to do just that, we fell short. For that, please accept my personal apology. This written from the CEO. Southwest experienced a unique combination of events that started with severe weather at our busiest airports and transitioned into other operational challenges that stretched our people, processes, tools, and technology. This caused unprecedented wide-scale cancellations and ultimately impacted your trip. I know that no amount of apologies can undo your experience. For those who have requested refunds, reimbursements, and or are waiting to be reunited with lost bags, fly free. Those processes are being handled with great urgency, and we appreciate your patience. Additionally, please accept this gesture of goodwill of 25,000 rapid rewards bonus points or miles. These points uh, equate to a base fare redemption value of over $300. Rapid rewards points have no blackout dates can be used on any available seat, boarding group, and never expire. (laughs) Rapid rewards points can be used for future travel and or on items like gift cards or merchandise if you want to get Southwest merch right now. Hey, (laughs) sorry, Grandma, we didn't get to see you at Christmas. Here's a mug. (laughs) Please accept this Southwest duffel bag. Okay, so I would have edited that line out. Uh, Your reservation is eligible for the uh, codes below. So, uh, Holly, maybe you received an email from the... Chief Executive Officer of Southwest. That is the completion of the letter as an impacted Southwest traveler. Your thoughts? Well, one, I didn't get that email. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm, yeah. Two, mm. why did you bother? <laughs> right? Why did you bother? It's more insulting that that messaging is going out to folks. Where's my bag? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my refund? Yeah, where, where, they should yeah. just refund just, you. You know, I don't want your points. Because I'm about feeling the merch, a, though. I don't even want the teddy bear with the pilot sunglasses, with the t-shirt, and the heart on it. I don't want that. Are you dead inside, Holly? Yes. After what I experienced last week, I don't blame yes. you. I don't blame you one no. bit. What if? What if I you want, had to go to a wedding? You know? What if? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's what, all of it. Here's what I want. What do you want? I want. I want the CEO of Southwest Airlines. I want him sitting 
in front of Congress, in front of a hearing. Yes. I want Pete Buttigieg to be there. Hey, maybe our very own Amy Klobuchar. And then he can offer them rapid rewards points. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Okay, I got to really go. Don't. All right. All right, God bye. Now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, hey, 10 o'clock's coming up next. We want to know, what's your vulnerable moment? When you learn something and thought, oh, I should have known that. Right. We'll do that next. Dummy.